0: Hello, this is Angela Schaeffers, the host of Your Story Matters radio show. Today I am interviewing Sydney Burrows. She is a business consultant and has created Roadblock Removal, a one-on-one program to help you remove your roadblocks. Hi, Sydney. Thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Angela. I was really excited when I heard about all the things you're doing and just all the um, exposure you've had on the media because of your story and I would love for you to share some of your story, your past and your background and where you've come from with the audience so that they can get a better understanding of who you are.
1: Sort of in the order of, you know, I had it a nice girl like you. I was, I was a very blessed person. I was I was born into, I, I had a very privileged background and I was very, you know, I I, was, I went to private schools, I lived in a really nice area. Uh, my home life sucked, but you know that 's another story. But when it comes to you know the, the an education and all that kind of thing uh, i was very I was very very blessed and um, what happened was I started out in retailing. I worked with a uh, an assistant buyer uh, for a large department store group named Abraham and Strauss here in the New York City area, and then I moved on and to make you know and I, I ended up at a company where my immediate boss turned out to be on the take. Mm. And she needed my cooperation in order to, she'd just come from somewhere else. And now that she was at this new place, she needed my cooperation to continue this thing that she was doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm maybe a little crazy, but I'm not dishonest.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I knew that, and I knew if I said no, that she was going to fire me. But you know what, taking the high road, doesn't always mean that you don't have to walk in the muck.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I told her I wouldn't do it. And she fired me just like I knew she would. And uh, there I was standing on the unemployment line. And you can tell this was a long time ago because, you know, now you can just sit at your computer. Back then, you actually had to go down at a certain time every week <laughs> and stand on the line to get your money. Mm-hmm, oh, that's I right. How things have changed. Yeah. So uh, there was another girl who I had to report at the same time I did. And we got to be friendly. We, we hung out together. And one day, it was my turn to go down to her apartment in Greenwich Village, and I walked in the door, and there she is, unpacking a brand new stereo. Well, I knew she didn't have any money. I mean, I, th- I think we were getting 100 bucks a week at that point, which wasn't very much even then.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: so, of course, I wanted to know where she'd gotten it, and I kept pestering her, and she didn't want to tell me. So, this being New York City, I said, well, you know, did it fall off the back of a truck? I mean, can I get one, too? Mm-hmm. And she looked at me and and she said, Sydney, do you swear you won't tell anyone? I said, I swear. Mm-hmm. She said, I answer the phone for an escort service.
0: Mm. And I
1: said, oh, what's an escort service? Honestly, I didn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. I really didn't have a clue. And so she told me what it was, and I was absolutely horrified, but also absolutely fascinated, just like, you know, any of you would be. And I peppered her with questions and, you know, wanted to know all about it. And because I was pretty much the only person who knew she was doing this, I heard a lot about it over the next few months.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: one day, I swear to you, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm addressing envelopes with my resume. I'm, I, I'm not making this up. And the phone rings and it's her, and she said, Hey, Sydney, one of the girls from the office is leaving. Would you be interested in the job? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, I would sort of settle all along the way, gee, you know, cause she was making $50 a night off the books, by the way, which, you know, was a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was, you know, oh, well, I'd love to do it too, but when it actually was presented to me, you know, I had cold feet. I mean, I was afraid of the police. I was afraid of the mafia. You know, I didn't want to get involved in something like that. But I thought to myself, you know, had her to at least go over there for the interview, interview, mm-hmm. because like I said, I could really use that $50. So I went over there, and, uh, and I met the fellow who ran it, uh, but I also met a number of the girls who were every bit as nice, as my girlfriend had told me they were. Clearly, no one was holding a gun to anybody's head, and I thought to myself, you know, it's just answering the phone. Why not? Mm-hmm. So I the job. Well... From the very, like I, like I always say, it may have been the world's oldest profession, but it wasn't being run very professionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my girlfriend and I were constantly Monday morning quarterbacking, you know, why doesn't he do it this way to be so much better if we did it that way? And one day we just looked at each other and said, you know, we're at least as smart as he is. We're definitely nicer than he is. Why don't we start our own escort service? And so we did and uh, you know, that that's a whole other story I, I wrote I wrote a book uh called Mayflower Madam all about it, which uh, I think you can still get on like, used uh out of print book sites. But um, so what eventually happened is New York's finest eventually shut us. Well, I should say shut shut me down because she'd actually left the business a couple of years earlier. Mm -hmm. And uh, but only to later concede that it was the most honest and professionally run business of its kind ever operated in New York City. Anyway, so what happened was I ended up paying a $5,000 fine. No uh, probation, no nothing, just a $5,000 fine. My attorney called it a kiss on the wrist as opposed to a slap on the wrist. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I went on my merry way. Until I was presented with the bill for attorney services, Mm -hmm. which was well in excess of, it it was close to half a million dollars, let's put it that way. And I looked at it and I said, I I have no way of paying this. Mm -hmm. And so they said, well people have been bombarding us with offers to do a book. Mm-hmm. Um, we suggest that you do that. And mm-hmm. they handed me a bunch of papers with all these phone numbers and everything on it because people had written letters. And uh, so I started, you know, got on the phone and started to, help, started to make that happen. And eventually I uh, got a uh, hardcover and softcover deal for, believe it or not, half a million dollars, none of which I got to keep. Mm-hmm. And so then what happened is the uh, when someone gives you that kind of money, it's like... Pfft, I better come up with something really good for this kind of money. Exactly. So So I started asking people, well, what is it that you'd like, you know, what, what kind of stuff would you like? If you were to buy this book, what kind of stuff would you like to read? Right. And what was fascinating is that almost every single solitary person told me, tell us how it worked. What really fascinated people was how the business itself actually operated. I mean, did they want some call-girl stories? Yeah, they did. But no one's ever written a book about how the business, that Mm -hmm. business worked. Mm -hmm. So what that book ended up unintentionally being was a business book, which was not my intention. So the publisher and I and everybody else concerned were were totally amazed when Fortune Magazine named it one of the 10 best business books of the year. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were totally stunned. And believe it or not, colleges all across the country, including Harvard, included it in their curriculum, you know, for like uh, small business classes, entrepreneurship classes, that kind of thing. And uh, it hit number one on the New York Times bestseller list. And then I started to get invitations to speak. And started out with colleges, and then business groups started uh, contacting me. And with respect to the business groups, after I was finished, people would come up to me afterwards and ask if I did consulting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Angela, I didn't know what consulting was any more than I'd known what an escort service was. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, you know, I kind of blew them off and said, you know, told them I was, I was too busy to do any consulting right now because I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. But this happened a few times, and I thought, you know. I ought to look into this consulting thing because it's clear they want to pay me money to do it, and I could definitely use the money, so let me see what this is all about. So I started asking a lot of questions, and uh, you know, like, what what the hell did they think I could help them with? And they would tell me, and I thought to myself, you know, I think I can do this. Mm -hmm, So I took my first consulting assignment and I'm sure everyone in the audience can relate. I was absolutely petrified mm-hmm. that I was going to be expo- exposed as this huge fraud. I mean, my knees were shaking. My stomach was doing somersaults. So I I was felt physically ill. But you know what? I got there, and it turned out I was really good at it. I mean, I absolutely surprised myself. That's I, great. I ended up being good at it. Yeah, boy, it sure was. So... Uh, so that's how I, you know, got involved in the whole business consulting uh thing. That just sort of, you know, started rolling and I got, you know, referrals and that's how that worked. That is and- an amazing story of how that has evolved.
0: I had no idea of that backstory really. And I think that's awesome that it just you kind of went through the steps of finding out about an opportunity and having the courage to pursue that and then obviously you had what it took to stay within that you know the business building going through you know the um, process with the uh... lawsuit and things like that and that's just amazing and i want to talk a little bit before you go further and share about roadblock removal what is it you mentioned the home life although you had a privileged life, the home life not being that great is there something that you can share from your home life that actually contributed to those things within you, your character, if you will, that helped
1: you to get to where you're at today? Well, I mean, the reason my home life was terrible is my father walked out when I was four. And uh, just is not a very nice person, and we just won't go any further with that. But um, but my mother, people, when, when I say this, people snicker because, you know, I ended up doing what I did. But my mother really really brought me up with really good values. Mm-hmm. Now I know you're saying, well, how could you have done, started an escort service, Sydney, if she brought you up with good values? Those were the kind of values she brought, you know, she, she brought me up with. But as I mentioned before, taking the high road, even when it's not in your best interests, I guess, I guess you could also call it having a sense of honor. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a term that you never hear of. And that's basically doing the right thing because it's the right thing, not because it's the best for you. A lot of times the right thing or taking the high road doesn't end up being the best thing for you. But you know what? Almost always in the end, it ends up working out. And I, 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 I believe that one of the reasons that I ended up, you know, where I am is because every night I could look in the mirror and, not feel ashamed of myself and feel mm-hmm. proud of who I was and what I'd done, even though, you know, I might have gotten screwed out of some money or whatever it was, but I still f- felt good about myself, like letting myself get fired, even though, you know, I, hey, I could have made some money on that kickback scheme too. Mm-hmm,
0: um, mm-hmm. So I, love that. I would
1: say that that's one of the, one of the main things that my mother, that my mother taught me mm-hmm. was that, that that was the only, only one incident I can recall that I I guess I could attribute to this was we were in a store and I was using my money to buy something and the woman gave me way too much change. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't say anything until we got out of the store and I told my mother. And, of course, I wanted to keep it.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
1: oh, no, she was having none of that you know now i know that if, uh, if somebody's missing money at the end of the day they they have to make it up out of their own pocket but i didn't know that then right but she she made me she marched me back in that store and maybe give the money back mm-hmm. and that that's the only thing i can remember right now at the moment With respect to, you know, taking the high road and doing the right thing, I'm sure there were many, many other uh, things.
0: But I think that's a great point to bring up because, again, as you know, our stories, you know, where we've come from, how we've learned things, what we've observed, especially throughout our childhood and from those closest to us really affects who we become. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted you to be able to share that critical piece, because as you know, we don't just wake up and become successful. We don't just wake up and have courage. We have to go through certain things and learn things along the way to find those abilities within us that I think we each have. We just have to search within, if you will. Can you share a little bit about the roadblock removal? How did that come about? I'm assuming you had some roadblocks in your life that were preventing you from certain things. And I would love for you to share that um, story with the audience and then talk about the program that you
1: developed from that. The bad news is is I didn't know about roadblock removal for myself uh, a long time ago. Uh, What ended up happening is I ended up spending... I thought I spent over 25 years in psychotherapy because mm-hmm. I was just so messed up with the whole thing with my father and everything, and it caused me to make a lot of bad personal decisions, a lot of self-destructive personal decisions. And at one point, after the uh, after the bust and everything, I became so depressed that I ended up and I. am I've never actually talked about this publicly, but I think it will help your audience. I ended up being hospitalized for four months for clinical depression. It was the worst time. If the, believe me, I would have done away with myself if there would have been an easy, easy way to do it. That's mm-hmm. how painful it was. And Anyone who's ever really felt depressed knows what I'm talking about. It's the most painful thing you can possibly go through. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very blessed back in 1990 when I had a great health insurance plan uh, and I had, was in a wonderful private hospital, and then after I got out, you know, I just had wonderful care after that. And even with all that, it took me four years before I really started feeling like myself again. Mm-hmm. It was a long, horrible haul, and my therapist said that uh, it was all due to, you know, that I had a really strong, sense of self you know self-preservation and self survival mm-hmm. mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't have and I don't know how you can teach that to somebody i I, I guess either you have it or you don't mm-hmm. but fortunately I did and it was a lot of work I wouldn't go back mm-hmm. here again oh God it was the worst so but I do want to tell people that even though you might not be as lucky as I was to get the kind of care I got depression really can be overcome yes and it it can be very debilitating if you have someone in your life who's depressed. It, it can be helped, mm-hmm. so uh, I I think people should not be afraid to to go see someone and to take medication and and all that. Absolutely, other stuff. I really, would like to say that. Uh, so anyway, so I didn't have that whole roadblock removal thing. But what happened was about three years ago, I was giving tele-seminars on customer experience, which happens to be, I'm, I'm a business consultant, and that's my area of expertise, is customer, the client, the patient experience. And I realized that, and I spoke with other consultants, and they had the same uh, problem, is people pay us thousands of dollars for our analysis and our advice and all that kind of thing and yet they don't end up using it Mm -hmm. and there's so many other things like how many people want to lose weight and they know they shouldn't be eating i mean it's like we all know what we should be doing right Mm -hmm. but a lot of times we we can't do it and we don't understand why or there are other things that we want to do forget about what we don't want to do there's other things that we want to do and yet we just don't ever seem to make that happen. And what that is, is those are roadblocks that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I would do these, uh, these teleseminars on customer experience, I would have a call in day the next week so that anybody could, if you could reach me between 6 and 8 p.m. Eastern on a certain day, mm-hmm. uh, you got 15 minutes of my time, whoever got through. And this one woman got through, and she was doing this kind of work, and she wanted me to help her with the business. That when I told her how much you know I charged, she couldn't possibly pay it, and she wanted to know if I would do a barter. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't do barter. My landlord doesn't take barter. Con Ed doesn't take barter. <laughs> doesn't take barter. Mm-hmm. I don't take barter. Don't ask me why, Angela. I but I, I said yes,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: after three or four sessions, I was so blown away by the trans. I I. I it was a transformation. It really was because what's so incredible about this work is you just find yourself being and doing the kind of person you want to be and, and, and doing the things that you really want to do naturally. Mm-hmm. It's like it becomes who you are, right? There's no struggle. There's no, like, like in therapy, I mean, just going into all this crap and digging it all up and yep mm-hmm. there's, there's none of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so fast. I thought to myself, well, this would be a wonderful thing to do for clients. Right? Exactly. How I originally uh, got into it. And so I went and I took the training and everything. And, and it was a good, I don't it it's a good two years before I felt comfortable doing it with, you know, f- for money. I, you know, I did it for maybe a year and a half, on you know, just on myself, and then uh, with friends. Uh, it actually, believe it or not, you you, you do it over the telephone, mm-hmm. and basically the client sits there and does nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it sounds like the twenty-first century version of snake oil. It really does. It sounds way too good to be true, mm-hmm. but it it really works. And as I say to people, I have a reputation to maintain. That's right. Words, no, but I mean, I, I cannot afford to get involved with something that doesn't work, that's shady. That's, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, 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 my reputation can't afford that. i I got a lot to overcome already. I'm not going to add anything to it.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, again, that's uh, taking the high road. You want to make sure that you're always living to a certain standard for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And but this is so rewarding. I mean, to, to work with people and they they end up doing and being and having being who they always wanted to be and having the things they always wanted to have and doing the things they always wanted to do and having it be easy mm-hmm. and natural. It's, I you have love no that. idea how rewarding that is. That's Congrats.
0: amazing. I think everyone deserves that life for sure. I would love for you to share with the listeners some of the roadblocks that you had to overcome because I think that
1: would be a great testimonial to how this works. Well, for instance, I would say, uh, most people... Have uh, for instance, well, I did. One of the things that I use and that I use uh, with most of my clients is removing roadblocks that sabotage focus and interfere with getting whatever it is you're doing done quickly, efficiently, and effectively. Mm-hmm. That one makes a huge difference in people's lives. Also, organizing and using time efficiently, effectively, and productively. A lot of people have a hard time with that. I have. I never realized that clutter was such a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have. I have people who've had clutter problems almost their whole lives, and uh, you know, after three or four sessions, I hear about all the. You know, I, I took away twenty-one garbage bags worth of stuff last week. I wow. Got of, you know, oh, it's 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with respect to weight loss, I have a client who actually I've have, I have several clients, but I'm just going to tell you the story about one is, and this is a big girl, and she had a thing for cookies and bread, Mm -hmm. and I'll never forget, after uh, maybe three or four sessions, she said to me, Sydney, you're not going to believe this. She goes, I don't believe this. She said, I was in the supermarket. She goes, actually, twice since I've spoken to you last. I've been in the supermarket, and I didn't even want to walk down the cookie aisle. I looked at it, and I said, nah. And she said, and the other night I was out to dinner with friends and that bread basket was sitting right in front of me. She said, normally I would have eaten the whole thing. I just looked at it and said, nah, I don't want it. That's awesome. I love that. Isn't that that. awesome? None of this willpower stuff, none of this struggling with yourself and hating yourself. Also, this is a girl who never did exercise in her life. I just was on the phone with her on about three days ago, and she is now getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning and going to spinning classes. This is a woman who would never in a million years even consider going to a spinning mm-hmm, class, mm-hmm. but she wants to. She gets up in the morning, and she wants to, and I've got plenty of other stories like that. I'm um, working with somebody now to help them stop smoking. Uh, I don't have any results on that yet. I'm I'm, I'm sure it's going to work. Uh, same thing as weight loss.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what was one of the biggest roadblocks that you have overcame personally?
1: I would say uh, I get distracted easily. Um, if there's something I don't really want to do, I'll find a million other little things to do so that I don't you know, have to do it. And then it ends up at the very last minute, um I mean, you know I'm staying up till three in the morning because I didn't get it done mm-hmm. and I hate that mm-hmm. so that's definitely one of the uh, one of the roadblocks I removed and then that I do not do that anymore. I just sit down and i do it uh you know if the phone rings, I ignore it i just I, you know I, I take the email and i just i don't even open it or I'll, I'll look at it at a certain time. One of the things I do Angela that I find is really helpful is that I have a um uh, a time-blocking sheet, mm-hmm. and if anybody wants one, it's uh, Sydney Bar- www.sydneybarrows.com. It's S-Y-D-N-E-Y-B-A-R-R-O-W-S.com, and send me an email, and, I will, uh, and I'll send you a copy of it. But anyway, so what I do is, because I've got a lot of different balls in the air, as I'm sure you do and a lot of other mm-hmm. people do, and it, it, it can be so overwhelming sometimes that we get paralyzed and we can't do anything. Right. So that was one, a terrible roadblock of mine. And I'd heard about these timesheets for years and I never would use them. So I, I, I got rid of that roadblock and now you just can't imagine how much I get done. And I feel comfortable knowing that all the things on my list that I need to do... I can look at the week and see. Okay, well, I'm going to do this on Tuesday, and I'm going to I'm going to do a little bit more of it on Friday, and you feel so much more under control and less stressed and less anxious. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who's got you know a lifestyle like that, who's got a lot of things to do, and you feel like you you work hard all day and you never get anything done, you know this this whole timesheet thing and um, and it, it shutting down the email and you know I I don't even open it up first thing in the morning. I read. For years, don't open up your email first thing in the morning. It's the worst thing you can do. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't paying any attention to that. And finally, I did. And you know what? They're right. I agree. Roadblock I had. I had to turn on that email. Mm -hmm.
0: I agree with you. I've adjusted certain things in my life, too. And it's so much more peaceful, not just easier, but things flow better. So I totally get all that you're saying. And I'm so excited that you have this program developed and that you work one-on-one with people. But, Angela, wasn't it a huge
1: roadblock for you at first to, 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 to not, to stop
0: doing it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Absolutely. It was just, you know, we just become so habitual, and we don't even yeah. think about what we're doing, and that's the worst part is that we need to stop and think about what we're doing and then look at those roadblocks to then remove them, if you will. hmm so I really am excited about your program, and I know you shared your website. Is there any other place or way that they would get a hold of you, or is that the best opportunity
1: to contact uh, you? you? You can go to roadblockremoval.com, and that's all about the whole roadblock removal thing. Okay. Uh, it's still a work in progress, by the way. The site's not finished yet. And sydneybarrows.com is my business site. There's a link to the roadblock removal site. So those, those are the two ways to get a hold of me.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that information. I'm sure there will be plenty of listeners who want to find out more about the roadblock removal. And just to find out more about you, you are obviously an amazing person that has done so much with your circumstances to get to the place that you're at now. And I love your enthusiasm and just everything that you've shared today signing off, can you just give the listeners one tip, if you will, that you would love to share to encourage and inspire them today?
1: Yes, I find that one of the biggest things that people do is they have all these reasons why they can't do something. And I've always approached life from, okay, I want to do this. How can I make it happen? So whatever it is you want to do, the first thing that ought to be on your mind is, okay, how do I make this happen? Even if you think Before you start that process, that, oh, my God, there's no way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there is. Mm -hmm. But you have to go out from the positive thing. How can I make this happen? And you start thinking about it like that, and all of a sudden things come to you. If you go at it from an, oh, my God, and this is impossible, I'll never be able to do it, you know what? You're right.
0: You won't. That's right. Thank you. That is an awesome tip. Love that and totally agree with your statement. Thank you so much, Sydney, for joining us today. And again, if anyone would like more information, please contact her at one of her websites. If you have comments or a show or a guest to recommend, you may contact us at www.yourstorymatters.net. And thanks for listening.